Warmaster had the tight pants on. Controversy surrounds. I don't know how I feel about watching it. I don't know how I feel, Raph. Which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier from outside of the weird dark barn of Metamora somewhere, wherever it exists. It is. In a bunker somewhere. Verbal Tap, I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course. Raph Esparza, Raph, how are you doing this evening? Hey, I'm good. So, Kev, tell me, what are your feelings? You mentioned not knowing how to feel about this. That's just how it is. It's like there are some really great people that are in the event Mm -hmm. that I wanted to support, but I hated the comments that were made. Uh, So, and frankly, like if we're just now being, so that's the controversy surrounds. I'm very torn on it. Mm -hmm. But also, uh, I was just like, I overall did not love it. Okay. Okay. I thought Jeff Glover got my one. Okay. Uh, Bass Rutten got my plus 70. (laughs) Bass Rutten can, as I will, (laughs) I would like to just, I want to go play golf with him, you know? Okay. Okay. Maybe surf. Maybe just talk about the ocean. Like, I just want to know what he knows about the ocean. All that, Raph. You're not making this weird in any way, so let's try and explain what's happening here. All right, okay. so Metamorphs happened, right? Mm-hmm. And we have friends in the community that we enjoy, and we were super bummed, obviously, about the statements. So what we normally used to do on the show is we normally used to do, like, bring on six people to talk about it. And then we were just like... And we preview it. You know, we do a little bit. More huzzah. Yeah. But this time, Kevin and I were just kind of underwhelmed in terms of what was happening. But at its core, there are good people in jiu-jitsu who do great jiu-jitsu matches. So, yes, we are going to do this episode, talk a little bit about Metamorris. Um We're going to talk, actually, with Jeff Glover, which we're excited to talk to. Yeah. He and... Honestly, there were some really good parts. He was one of the really good parts. He was a shining moment in a sea full of awkward. Uh, But, I mean, Jeff's always a good time, so it's great uh, to be able to catch up with him. We're also talking with uh, our good friend Dave Contreras from Budo Videos, who's going to help us try and make sense of some of the activities, because, let's face it, there was a lot of shit that did happen at Metamorris, and it was weird. And we're doing our best to try and make sense of it because it was on a soundstage somewhere. You know, they said they faked the moon landing, Kevin. Maybe they faked this Metamorris. <laughs> That's definitely that place. I didn't think that intro was going. You're welcome. We're also going to talk to Mike Ofer from Jiu-Jitsu in the Park. Really cool event that they were making. So we're kind of representing a, a good mix of the three. We're talking to someone who's... Uh, really involved in Metamorris and Jeff Glover. He's been involved in Metamorris for a while because, you know, he's just that type of grappler that would naturally drift towards it. Um, we're talking to Mike Hofer, who hosts Jiu-Jitsu in the park during the event, and stoked to talk to Dave, who's, you know, just got a good Jiu-Jitsu perspective, and we're going to chat about the event with him. So it Absolutely. should be a fun little uh, round robin of grappling love especially after all the mma coverage of recent getting back to that grappling roots ref i love it absolutely and if we could make just a quick little thing about it let's say this guys uh we hope that and i think we have still hopes that maybe maybe someone will see the light here and that maybe individuals will see clearer days and we can get all these people represented on cards um 
if anything, there are certainly a few matches we could suggest replacing with some female cards that would meet us halfway. Yeah, Jeez. No I have seen many a female match where I did not fall asleep, and I don't know that I can say the same for Metamorphosis 6. So there let's start with that. that two but, hours and 24 you know, I'm pretty sure. I can't be positive, but I'm pretty sure with Tarsh. Kev, let's talk a little bit about this real quick because we put up a nice video that uh, we interviewed some female grapplers in the community called uh, Please Listen Carefully, and we were very excited about it. We got some great response, and we wanted to give a good vehicle to women in jiu-jitsu to talk about how they felt uh, about Hollick's statements. And I'll say this real quick. Did you see some of the comments that we got on the interwebs? Of course. Okay. I think the most surprising of which is this, when they refer to what Hollick was doing as a business decision. <laughs> yeah. I do, too. I think it's just like, no, it wasn't. Like, just so you know, if that was a business decision, it was a terrible Well, first decision. of all, I'd just like to commend all the people who know all the statistics and apparently have been running the numbers and... Are they've been crunching experts. it. Yeah. yeah they, well, they've been deep in the crunch zone, Absolutely. you know, running the, those advanced statistics. So but I love the basic argument of, like, you guys don't understand. Like, he was doing it because, you know, like, women don't. Like, they just don't sell pay-per-views and stuff like that. And it really got Kevin and I thinking that part of the reason why we do this as a forum is because we think that a lot of people can actually listen and maybe – you know, hear different sides of a debate, and we're pretty open-minded. But when you start saying things that are like, it's a business decision, and I know things because, you guys, I don't see what the fuss is about. <laughs> it's just funny. And, and frankly, that. who amongst us isn't guilty of the occasional oppression? You know, that's why you just got to learn from that stuff, move past it, try and grow. And, uh, you know, that's why the video's got to... But part of us, you know, we normally like to do the around-the-mat stuff, and we were just so bummed about the event and the things leading into it. But the one thing that we did decide that this event needed was some form of criticism, or at least some sort of dialogue jumping-off point, so that hopefully people themselves can make their own decisions, but at least not doing it in a point where it just says, eh, you know, I don't know about this, because let's admit it. What Hogg said... I don't feel was very well worded. And I don't think that a lot of people really, really felt good about it. And whether it was something that he really feels or not, it's at least something that we need to have uh, the organization kind of consider, especially when they have a hashtag called ask Metamorphs where they want to be a part of that social media and asking them. So, Hopefully you guys can listen to this. You'll enjoy it. We are talking jujitsu, but we wanted to make that point. So, yes, for all the women in the grappling community, we support you. And, uh, you know, for those people who say it's not an issue, it is. So we hope that you guys enjoy this episode. We uh, certainly have a lot to shit on, but there is some <laughs> good stuff that we'll, we'll talk about as well. Yeah, Hiran fought a giant. Keenan's really good. Um, some fun coverage. And... Let's get to it, Raph. Raph, this is a fun moment. I'm excited to rant at this next guest from Jiu-Jitsu in the Park 
Mike Hofer. Mike, you've been taking photos of jiu-jitsu in the park, making it look like the funnest possible event, while I'm stuck in the East Coast where, okay, maybe it's not 20 degrees now, but it was for like the, the entire year. Are you just hosting these awesome events to make me jealous I'm not in L.A.? All of this is in spite of you. Sorry, not oh. sorry. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> All right. I like it with the ladies and gentlemen from Jiu-Jitsu in the park. We have Mike on the line. Mike, tell people, uh, for those especially on the East Coast or our listeners across the pond in Europe, so great to hear. Like, Just tell people what Jiu-Jitsu in the park is, and I'm curious how it started. Right. So we can start from the beginning, tell you a little uh, how it started. Just four friends. <clears throat> it's me, G. Kim, Joey House, and Eric Medina, some good friends from out here from the L.A. area. Three of Met them together. Are, wait, I'm sorry, not three. Two of them are terrible human beings. I'll let you figure oh, out which two. Oh, no oh, comment. Is an awful human being. No well, Kev, no spoiler, if you're going to say that. Huh. I'm not going to be the homewrecker here. Well, then let's homewreck some true <laughs> homes by saying the other one is terrible is Joey. So those two aside, great people, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so in lieu of recent events, uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but um, I mean, I'm not taking credit for the movement, the whole Metamorris women's BJJ thing. That's all by itself. But um they uh, came to me because they found out that uh, I was the one responsible for starting the hashtag support women's BJJ on Instagram, along with uh, posting a BJJ girl for Women Crush Wednesday. I started that little fire. Um, the rest whoa, of the community whoa, 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 took hold over. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm pretty sure it was Hollick who started it all. So, I was like, Hollick <laughs> with an H, though, not with an R. He helped a lot, too. Oh, yes, yes. That guy's great. <laughs> Anyway, sure. so uh, <laughs> one of my friends told me I was like the little kid with the magnifying glass playing with ants on the sidewalk, and then, boop, a little forest fire started. So I am definitely make this clear that I did not, I'm not taking credit for the movement. That's all our people as a community together. But, you know, I rolled a snowball down a mountain. That's all. I played my part. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so they approached me like, all right, guys, Mike, that was cool. We got to do something more about it. You know, it's, it's up to us. Let's let's start something good. There's different directions we can go. So it's pretty fun brainstorming with the other three. We had a couple really uh, uh, FU strategies to some groups in the party. But uh, we decided, you know what, there's so much negativity right now. This is not jujitsu. Let's go the other direction and just do something purely awesome and positive. So that is how jiu-jitsu in the park was officially born. Now, not to be confused with G being responsible as a founder. She had a few smaller events last year. We credit her as the founder. She's awesome. She's the queen. But this was the first event with all of us together working collaboratively. It was uh, on the May 9th yesterday for jiu-jitsu in the park in the Equal Grounds exhibition. So... When that you're putting this said. together, oh, I'm sorry, go mm -hmm. ahead. I do want to hear. No, no, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, when you do put this together, um, what are your concerns? Like, do you have any kind of nervousness about how it's going to come together? Uh, I know that these things have been really, really successful. Like, uh, I've seen them draw a, a good number of people to come on out there. So, 
you know, what were things that you guys were expecting going into this? So the biggest thing was time because we had only brainstormed this about three weeks out. So we're like, okay, guys, we're already super busy with our own stuff going on, not to mention training, of course. But um, we're like, okay, we got to crack this out. We got to make this. We got to do this. We're uh, delegating jobs to each other. So uh, a lot of it was just good teamwork that helped. Uh, I didn't expect us. Uh, to do this well, I thought by the end of the event yesterday, we would have been trying to choke or stab each other at some point, but didn't get that far. Uh, we had awesome teamwork and uh, planning and everything and using the resources that we had. Had awesome help from our friends with the local companies, contribute to everything. So that actually was okay. The other thing we were worried about was, are people going to make it? Do they care? You know, are they, do they all want to watch Metamorphs instead or do they want to support the real community? We'd like to say they are, but we can't really tell. So we just had to do our best in getting everybody together and, you know, pumping it up and making it a positive, you know, community-based event that, that everybody would want to come through to. And uh, I think we did an okay job with that. And when you start, getting it so what do you do logistics wise like with mats because mats are just a a giant pain to me is why i'm curious right 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 so luckily for us uh thanks to joey and eric my favorite people uh (laughs) they uh got some mats from a, a local gym that uh was closing down and gave them a really good deal on mats so they ended up getting something like uh i think at least like 350 square feet and then they, in addition to Max, they already had, um, which is awesome for them because they are uh, do have some plans in the works for those mats as well for a, a business on the side with them as well. So they need the mats, period. So it was just one thing after the another lined up to where we just lucked out and got a bunch of mats together. So we're we're really lucky to, again, with the teamwork we had to get everything together to work properly. So cool. Okay. And do you hire a photographer or do people just kind of really rock at taking good photos and you collect them on Facebook? So here's the cool thing about it being like a very community-based event where everybody's helping out is that there's going to be a jiu-jitsu photographer, isn't there? Yeah, there's going to be quite a few. There's also a jiu-jitsu mechanic on site that will fix your car while you're hanging out. We got a medic. We got a medic. <laughs> there's we a jiu-jitsu oncology nurse. There's, you, uh, yep. it's Kev are overlooking maybe one of the the most golden aspects of jiu-jitsu in the park, which is ask them if they had acai available at jiu-jitsu <laughs> in the park. Hold on. I do want to ask this. Mike, did you have acai available at jiu-jitsu in the park? Oh, man. It was so good. That was that was the killer right there. That was the killer. Had to do it. What? Had to do it. What is, where do you guys live? I'm confused. Like, what, is that just a pier, or is there a jujitsu practitioner that also runs an acai food truck? Well, and, along with our all our jujitsu practitioners and cameramen, there's also a jujitsu wizard that just waves his wand and boop. You got all the toppings you need. You got peanut butter. You got extra banana. You got honey. All that good stuff. It's like Jiu-Jitsu in the Park sponsored by Show Your Roll Ghee. Uh, everyone wants <laughs> a gear bundle. And a Wouldn't new that be crazy? 
<laughs> so, Kev, allow me to tell you why I like this event. It's, you know, unfortunately I didn't get the chance to go, but I had a lot of friends who were able to attend, and I saw photos of it. And, you know, Mike's being really, really uh, generous by not saying what a true spectacle it was because they not only had journalists from the MMA and, and jiu-jitsu community go take photos of it, um, there's obviously going to be more footage coming up, which is going to be awesome. But yeah. uh, it was really, really spectacular to see people get together for what was a problem in the jiu-jitsu community and turn it into something really, really positive as a movement. So it was a great grassroots effort that I think was unique in that you saw that there was some negativity and you gave people an open space to kind of come together. And I thought that was so cool. Like from all the small little touches you put there, it seemed like it was a really, really cool thing. So having said all of that, you know, are you planning to do more events in the future? Uh, what was the feedback? And just so people have an idea of what this was and how it went down, how many people ended up showing up? Well, thank you, first of all, for the kind comments. Thank you very much. But um, feedback-wise, um, I got nothing but positive comments, people just begging for more events, saying this is awesome, this is what we needed. The, the best part was, was not only jiu-jitsu practitioners are saying that, but like their family that came out with them said this is their first time at a jiu-jitsu event. I now see what they do. This is an awesome community. We, the thing about the park is it's obviously in public, so we have some bystanders, you know, going down the street, stop us. You know, of course, they start out with, oh, is this karate? So, you know, we got to jump on that right away. But, you know, they say, oh, this is awesome. I would want to be a part of this. Do you guys have a Facebook, this and that? I would like to come out. I don't do jiu-jitsu, but this just looks like fun, period. So that was also a, a, a score for us was, not only was it cool for us practitioners and our families, but bystanders. And uh, it was just cool overall. Um, as far as future events, yes, we are planning another Jiu-Jitsu in the Park event later this summer. We're working with uh, uh, some charity uh, events right now. We're going to work it out in the next couple of weeks, and we'll definitely have more time to plan it and let people know. Um, and also... Um, yeah, you'll see us post that on our Facebook page, Juice in the Park. That's where we'll be posting most of our information uh, soon to come. Cleverly titled Jiu-Jitsu in the Park. I think it's important <laughs> to know. <laughs> right. Just in case people didn't know what they mean. Hey, it looks like, based off the photos, it looks like you guys had a few like super fights. Yeah, we had some good matches uh, uh, with the uh, Equal Grounds exhibition little subtitles we wanted to make a point that the community is all of us it's men it's women it's kids so we made it a point we made these matches beforehand uh we had planned these matches out uh weeks out uh we had you know some little girls go out put on a great show to start off and we had a young boy versus a young girl they were super down to do a fight together i wasn't sure if that was going to happen but they were more than stoked then we uh <clears throat> Had a few women's matches, gi and no gi. Oh, yeah, side note, I hate that argument between the whole, oh, gi is better than no gi. I just want to stomp that out. So we had gi matches. We had no gi matches. Um, we had an awesome match between uh, Isla Erickson and Terry Grace. Awesome, awesome Absolutely. grappler Absolutely. women. They're so cool. We had to have them. They put on a great show. Uh, Emily... And 
Deborah Lopez from uh, Emily's from 10th Planet, Costa Mesa, and uh, Deb is from VMAX. They put on an awesome show. VMAX! There you go. Home for you. Um, Had a couple other guys' matches. Gi, no gi. It was awesome. And then uh, uh, one of the ones later was uh, we had roommate versus roommate. We had Joey House versus the Darts Knight himself, Eric Medina. And uh, they had a little fun time. They started out in the gi. And for some reason, Eric said, hey, tell me when two minutes is up. Because we were doing five-minute sub-only matches. I'm like, "Uh, okay, that's fine. So when I called it out, they caught up, took their gi tops off, and went no gi just to have a little little fun. So the crowd really loved that. So the matches were done awesome, and uh, I'm glad everybody got Let's take a moment. I'm so here. fucking jealous. Kev, let's Sucks. not gloss what? over. No, screw you happened. and no. everybody in your beautiful little utopian jiu-jitsu land. Okay, <laughs> so what you mean to tell me is two roommates who have been described as more than on one occasion as uh, life partners decided <laughs> that at a certain point, hey, let me know when two minutes have go by, and uh, then decide to start disrobing. Yeah, and what they said was they were so angry because I guess Eric was saying that Joey doesn't put the seat down on the toilet, and then Joey was saying he doesn't give up the rent and he doesn't like cats. So they just wanted to go at it. So who am I to stop them? <laughs> oh my god, they're like, I just they're a weird combination of human beings. They found each other, and not only found each other, but basically um, fought to protect our rights. So. God bless them. I just like that, like, good, a good roommate grievance situation. It's like, I'll see you at jujitsu in the park. That's it. Yeah, you <laughs> yeah exactly. It's like, yeah. I'll see you, yeah. I'll see you on the grass, son. I will say, I, it's a far cry from when my roommate and I, uh, we would settle hoops paying a bill via jujitsu a long time ago. So, <laughs> Uh, I'm glad that they could settle their differences in a much more uh, pleasant way. But that sounds yes. great, uh, and and good, and more power to them. We obviously are kidding. Uh, Eric and Joey are great friends of the podcast. So even though we dislike them immensely, uh, that's so great, Mike. You know, so if you're looking at it, and you know you got more events coming up, uh, you know you're going to involve more and more people. Um, you know. What what can people expect from the next time? And and do your best sales pitch right now. If people didn't go to that last one, why are they going to want to be at the next one? Oh, man, the pressure. No worries. Um, well, they can definitely expect more acai. That's the killer right there. You got to have the purple stuff. Uh, we're, uh, in yeah. with a few, <laughs> we're in cahoots with a few other uh, organizations and companies. Yes. We're really going to build it up. Each, uh, each event's going to be bigger and bigger and we're also thinking about putting on some super fights like some big big super fights as maybe a main event and uh you know who knows who could show up so you just gotta stay tuned roommate versus roommate two (laughs) you guys don't even know uh no that sounds sick and and based off of the very little that i've i've heard just on on small details it sounds like you guys have a lot planned for uh for people who are in the community and uh, are you guys going to keep it kind of in Long Beach, or are you going to kind of travel around? Obviously, with the mats, you can kind of move around. Uh, but where are you guys looking maybe to, you know, do people say on the, the west side, or are people over in the valley ever going to get a jiu-jitsu in the park? 
Right, right. We got people asking, come here, come there. But, uh, you know, we are for the grapplers. We're by the grapplers, for the grapplers. So wherever they uh, take us, we still got to talk about it. And uh, we are what Gotham needs us to be. So we'll see. <laughs> Gotham needs us to be is great. I love this. I know I'm so I like thinking about dates. I'm looking at the park. Okay, well, Mike, thank you very much. It's appreciated on the uh, jealousy scale. And okay. if you ever think about doing like a, our nation's capital jujitsu in the park, you know, let me know. That might be a fun like jujitsu right. goes I'll, to I'll Washington. That Is that a <laughs> thing? Have we <laughs> have we made it a thing? Jujitsu goes to Washington, Kev. I'm just spitballing. You're saying, Listen, Kev, you could you can start the movement on your side of the world and stop being so lazy. Right, right. This mm. isn't just us guys. We we did this so hopefully people would follow. We got uh, hit up by some people from uh, Northern California and also like Texas, and uh, giving them advice and things. It's it's for the community, guys, not just us here in SoCal. You know, we got to spread it as much as we can. Got to get the good vibes out there. I like it. I do too, and I'm really stoked at this point well mike people can find the facebook page is super easy jujitsu in the park that was no problem i'm actually staring at it again right. sunny <laughs> who could who would have thought right uh where else can people uh find you and make sure they're staying in tune to jujitsu in the park events yes so jujitsu in the park on facebook and i will also be posting a highlight video that very soon so stay tuned also if you go on instagram at jujitsu in the park super simple that's it be posting pictures you can keep up with us there that's awesome that's the easiest you're sure you don't want to make it more complicated we didn't know no what happens if i type in jujitsu in the pork oh man <laughs> oh a lot of mad vegans a lot of mad vegans you had that it's always good to know what's going on SEO ladies and gentlemen from Jiu Jitsu in the Park we've got Mike Hover Mike thank you so much for swinging by the podcast thanks for having me guys see you later we'll introduce this Next guest is MMA commentator now because of his <laughs> evolution of grappling. Uh, anyone in the jujitsu community knows Jeff Glover way back as, um, I mean, you, Jeff is on the line right now. Jeff sort of set the mold for sort of what has become the entertaining grappling. That was always Jeff Glover before it became something people were looking at. Uh, Jeff, you were rocking Metamorris last night. Raph and I were both talking about this before we talked to you, which is how you know it's true. So, Jeff, how are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing well. Thank you, guys. Yeah, sorry, I live really close to the train. <laughs> okay, I was, <laughs> I was a little worried that we were going to lose you. I half expected him to start being like, oh, that, sorry, I'm out. There's a train here, and I have to get on it. It takes me to my special yeah. jujitsu school, where it's like a Harry Potter situation. It's just like ah, I gotta go, guys. The jujitsu trains here. No, well, listen here. I'll give you the inside scoop. The only place I could get in San Diego that would let me keep my giant fucking dog 
in the upstairs apartment happens to be like a jump, skip, and a hop across from a fucking train track. <laughs> this is a scoop. This is the stuff they missed last night. But I will say, Jeff, you have the world's sickest half pipe that you guys have put in your fucking house, though. What? <laughs> yeah, like, like I can't even like, I can't even walk outside without the train tracks going off. And it's funny because there's like four of them, and um, they'll go by at the same time. And people just keep talking to me, and I'm like, yeah, I have no idea what you're saying, but I smile and I nod. <laughs> But he has a dog and he gets to keep it. So fuck off. It's a train situation. I balance that. Yeah. That up for my, my dog. Cool. My landlord let me build a skate, uh, a half pipe. But he didn't let me. He left for the weekend, and when he was gone, I built it upstairs. And then when he came home, I was halfway done. He was kind of pissed about it, but there's not much he could do at that point. So we just finished it, and then um, he let me keep it for ten days. And then I had to move it downstairs, but I have a half pipe and it's really cool. I mean, and dude, me, uh, for balance, it's still fucking sick. Like I remember for when ba- I saw you put it up on your Instagram and I was just like, man, Jeff really does live the life between you having Matt's uh, just to go in your own apartment. And then yeah, I guess if you're bored, why not half pipe in your own living room? Yeah, I don't complain often, man. I don't complain. Uh, my, my living situation is pretty cool. I've got a dope-ass dog. I, I train with Dean Lister at Victory, you know? Like, I have an awesome job. My students are all awesome and really good at jiu-jitsu and good-looking, and we all like each other, and everybody's fucking cool. And I worked for Metamorris, and I got to commentate with Bass freaking Rootin' last night. <laughs> yeah, you did. You sure did. And we have many questions about that. But when did you find out you were doing it with Bass? Um, the day of, it was pretty last moment, man. They, uh, they had a lot of shuffling around to do, as, as always with, with any, uh, live, with any, uh, show like that, you know, there's going to be last minute, uh, replacements. And this was, you know, a perfect example of that. I was supposed to work with Willie Jay Blazer, but then, uh, last minute he couldn't make it. So they were luckily able to get boss. Yeah, we knew he was like a substitute late. We just didn't know necessarily the details because they didn't really address it on the podcast or on on the broadcast, basically. But we did know he was a surprise. That was sort of the theme of the night. What was? Did you guys have a meeting beforehand where it was like, "Hey, by the way, there are like five fighters out." What did you know? What did you not know on the fly as you guys were trying to do the production side of what was like a really rapidly changing card? Yeah, well, you guys know what happened to Jeff Munson, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's terrible. That was, uh, we were really bummed to hear that that happened, man. Yeah, so, you know, that's just an example of like, you know, somebody would go, somebody wouldn't know about that situation and go on and talk shit, you know, would, would go on the internet and be like, ah, they couldn't even, they said Jeff Munson was going to fight. And like, you know, were, were we going to mention that? Like me and Boss were talking about it. Like, dude, should we mention on the broadcast about, you know, what happened to Jeff and send our condolences to him? Or is it just inappropriate? Or, and, and should we just leave it, leave it be and not even say anything and just kind of avoid the situation? Where, you know, there's part of us that wanted to be, you know, uh, sympathetic to him and 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 mention it and send him no, you know you guys actually uh, you guys handled it classy we thought 
because uh, you did mention you were like it was an emergency. Um, you didn't go into details because it wasn't really your place and it was really fresh. So we actually thought you handled that in a really slick way. Yeah, I, I you know I just kind of went with what boss wanted to do. He's you know he's the pro in that situation. He's the you know he's a man, so that's what he wanted to do. So he was hilarious, by the way. Because uh, everyone loves Bass Rudin. He's been in MMA forever. Okay. Yeah. I, I guess he started it. I don't know. He was one of the few people. It feels like he did. He was great. But he was struggling with some of the jiu-jitsu names, which I get completely. Like, you know, it's a little bit more of a niche part of the martial arts. But you obviously know these people intimately because you've been fighting or training or teaching them for years and years. Um, my favorite was a lot of his Keenan mishaps. We were loving him yeah. trying to get Keenan Cornelius for the first ten minutes. That was good stuff. <laughs> you see, I knew that was, was gonna be. I knew that was gonna be a good thing. Like I'm like um beforehand, he was like, you know, we were talking about some of the names, and, and there was even a few that I was like, whoa, man, I can't say that dude's last name. And I hear other people say it a lot because I've heard of this guy before. I've heard people pronounce his name, but I'm just incapable of doing it. And uh, he was worried. He's like, man, how do you say Ryron Gracie? How the fuck do you say that name? I'm like, dude, dude, don't worry about it. Please fuck that name up. Just fuck up any name. It's hilarious when you do that. Oh, that's part of what the people want, man. They want to be entertained tonight, dude. If we can mix up people's names and have a good joke about it, I don't think that would be a bad thing, you know? So that, that was kind was of that, one of that the was jokes. That was notes? What? That was his idea? He was like, it's okay if we F up the name? Or I'm sorry, whose production note was that? Uh, we just kind of talked about it. It was just kind of, I don't know. We both came oh, to the conclusion yeah. that's the way to go, you know? like I agree. It was funny. Jokes. Yeah, he was down to crack jokes. Like, he was, he wanted to do more jokes. Like, he, there was four or five jokes that half, right before he did them, he was like, nah, I'm not, I shouldn't do that. And I was like, no, you should have done that joke. Man, it's so fucking cool, dude. <laughs> It was a fun broadcast from that perspective. And as you guys started, you're joined by Henner. Any particular yeah. reason like he came up immediately after? Because there was also some sound cues so we could hear him getting settled and like making sure the mic was up. Uh, but why did he join you right after the broadcast? Do you know? What, what do you mean, Henner? What about, what about him? Oh, he just kind of oh, yeah. came in and joined you guys. Oh well, yeah, his little brother fucking runs the runs the show. That makes sense. Okay, so he's a, we weren't. Hey, we love him. He's like a great. And then obviously he was coaching, which was awesome. By the way, uh, yeah, from dude, your perspective, so smart, man. and you guys actually had a really fun dynamic going on too. From your perspective, talk to us about the matches. What did you like? What? Uh, piqued your interest you're obviously you know you've been a showman for a while in jiu-jitsu which is you know that side came a little later for a lot of people and now that you see a lot of those the younger guys following that lead just talk to us about what you saw in the night what did you like what did you what was one of the matches you really loved um that kid dylan danis man he's uh he's got a good attitude um i talked to him a little bit i got to know him a little bit here this week or yesterday, I should say. And, uh, he's a good kid, man. And, and he's young as hell. He's 21. You know, he's a beast. His, his mentality. I like his mentality. He's got that Marcelo Garcia, just, just go get that dude, you know, come out and, and, and he might not necessarily be like as showmanny as, as me, for, for example, but 
that's going to be hard to do. But I'll tell you what, man, if he's not a showman, he's a submitter. And and if you're not going to be if you're not going to be entertaining out there, you got to be tapping people. And that kid comes out for the tap. So uh, you know. And plus, he hit a darts, which is my favorite submission of all time. So that was freaking cool. <laughs> no, that was sick. And I, I have to say, of the people who came, the revolving door, you might say, of people who came to visit you guys at the commentary booth, I thought he was actually pretty good on the mic as well, explaining uh, a lot of yeah, the moves. Man. And I thought that, like, that's such a hard job to do. I don't think people really understand how. God, that was a sweet Dars. Fuck that. Sorry. Go ahead, Rob. It was, it was a good darts, man. It was clean. It was smooth. You saw it coming. You know, we all see, like, it was smooth, you know? Like, I'm all about um, the, the better I get, the more I train jiu-jitsu, the longer I train jiu-jitsu. I, I notice, like, the difference between somebody who's choppy and somebody who's smooth, you know? I'm like, yeah. that kid is freaking smooth, and I like his style, man. Was it, like, because I think the idea was you kept having new people come in. They would drop in they say their casualness and it was just weird because they wouldn't stay the full match so you had people like coming in and out uh was there anybody who was a particular favorite that you know stopped by for you when they were sitting down with you yeah they didn't tell us about that until the last second i actually thought it was a great idea i thought we could have been doing that the whole show that uh you know bringing in these other guys um Shanji, you know, Shanji's the man, dude. Shanji could freaking... Shanji's so smart and good at jiu-jitsu and knows so much and knowledgeable about jiu-jitsu. I think he could host the show, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All these... So many of these guys, I sit back and I'm, like, doing this show and I'm looking at all these dudes and I'll talk to these guys. I'll talk to Shanji. I'll talk to Solo. You know, I'll talk to to the, some of the other guys like Josh. And I'm like, man, each one of these guys can do my job better than me. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, they're all so... So, so many of these guys are so smart with jiu-jitsu, bro. It's just in the business side and just... You know, it's, I'm, I'm surrounded by all these really awesome, prosperous, you know, male positive role models. It's crazy, dude. I mean, yeah, Keenan was pretty good on the mic, too. Keenan was awesome. Keenan had some good questions for Boss that got some really cool stuff about the pen creation fights. It was fun. Yeah, right? I was like, this dude, Keenan. Keenan's always, we all know Keenan. He's the man. He's good on the mic. He's good on camera. He's good on the mat. He's good on the drums. He's good on the piano. He's good on the, uh, I don't know what else he's good on. I'll start to get inappropriate. I should stop. <laughs> well, we know he, he's still so hot right now, so we, we definitely are up on so, that. Uh, so hot. So hot. But I guess, Jeff, when when you're sitting there and you're watching a match, you know, tell, tell us, like, is it hard for you as just a fan? Because you look so enthusiastic throughout the whole show. Like, you've got the best seat in the house. How hard is it for you to, like, differentiate being a fan and then having to remember you have to commentate? Does that ever happen for you? Uh, what, what do you mean? Like, is it just difficult that you you get caught up in it because, you know, you could be talking at home and enjoying a match, but you sometimes get so caught up that you forget you're like, oh, shit, I got to talk. Like, does that ever happen for you because you just get so into the matches? Um, no, I'm pretty conscious about trying to do a good job and, and say the right thing and not say anything. Mostly I'm trying really hard to focus on not saying stuff that's stupid or stuff that I don't need to be said, that doesn't need to be said. Yeah. You know, I'm so focused yeah. on that that I don't have, like, I'm, you know, it's not, it's not like I'm, it's easy for me, you know. I, I definitely have to, like, curb check a lot of the shit I want to say. <laughs> sure, sure. It's a, a good thing they have a dump button in case you need it for any good reason. But for you, like, 
you're excited. You get to do that. Is it any different without an audience for you when you're commentating? Uh, no, dude, that shit, it, it makes me nervous. You know, I, I get, uh, get what is called stage fright or whatever, but, um, lucky for me, I just know the, the contact co- context of, I have, uh, I know what I'm talking about. So it, it just works out and, uh, and nerves go away because I just get into my zone and do my job. But, um. Yeah. Wait. What did you ask me again? I forgot. <laughs> well, for example, I would have gotten super lost when Keenan flipped over Shenji. I was just like, "What the fuck?" I would have been a terrible commentator in that exact moment. I was like, "Wait, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. What? What was the grip? What was? The, what was the grip? Does this count as a guard pass?" So I was losing my mind for two minutes. Yeah, you, you know, uh, pretty what, what comes to mind is like. The first time I did Metamoris was uh, that I commentated was for Eddie versus Hoyler, mm-hmm. and and that match I was so fucking excited, like it was ridiculous, man. Kenny had to keep telling me to calm down. He's like, "Hey, chill out, dude. Calm down. Like, <laughs> sit down. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're supposed to like commentate right now." And I was just jumping up and going like, "Ah!" Like it was crazy, you know. And like now, you know, three or four shows later, I'm I'm pretty chill. I. I I can contain myself now, you know. <laughs> I don't get so like into it just because I don't want to like. I had mostly because I had Kenny kind of like discipline me. Kenny was like my commentating uh, coach or whatever, and he's like, "Dude, you need to like chill out." <laughs> <laughs> there, there are worse people you could have, kind of uh, getting you through that. But I mean, well, now he you're... left. He left some advice off. Ref Kenny was obviously like, "Chill out and hate more hair gel." Like, whatever yeah. you're doing, like, you need yeah, to up it by a thousand. You need to up your hair game. You need to up the hair game. You need to up the sock game. You need to up the <laughs> if, vocabulary. If you could have higher cheekbones and a stronger jaw, that would be nice, too. But just, like, start yeah. with a strong hair game. Yeah, <laughs> hey, uh, Media coaching uh, with Kenny and Florian should be on the next. So, hey, uh, so, so you guys are going to laugh when I'm, I'm driving my friend to the airport and I'm going to order food right now. Yeah, can I have a... All natural burger, please. Uh, not the combo, just the burger and a uh, and a uh, Oreo cookie shake, please. Well, the Gary Tonin diet is definitely in play. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Okay. Continue. Sorry, guys. Not a problem. I will say you are not the only Metamorphs uh, participant to do this exact thing to us. No. In fact. Kit Dale was waiting on his uh, Jamba Juice. Yeah, he said Joms. He said Joms. <laughs> so we we've had commentators and uh, competitors uh, get their their food on. Don't worry, and it's nice of you to be driving somebody to the airport. So that's very 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 cool of you. So, yeah, I'm driving my boy. Shout out to my boy Jeff via Real on on the internet. It's just Jeff Real, but. Uh, He's my boy. He's a black belt from Fabio Santos, and he cruises around between AZ and Florida and here and trains with me and Dean and shit, so he's the man, so I got to take him to the airport when he asks because he always helps me when I'm too hung over to teach a class and stuff. I'll call him like five minutes before I'm supposed to be there because I'm, I'm, I don't know, I have problems, and then he'll show up and teach the class for me, and I really appreciate it. So when he asks me to take him to the airport, I have to oblige. The dude obliges. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I just. How many times do you have to call him though? Just curious to cover. Yeah, ballpark for you. us. Just ballpark a year. Uh, 
Uh, he probably it's it depends. It's it's seasonal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one thing I was curious to ask you, Jeff, is you mentioned this, and we'll get back to Metamorphs in a second, but you mentioned that on air you taught the move that Josh Barnett did to Dean Lister right after Metamorphs uh, 5, I think it was, yeah? Right. Uh, how did that go? Well, I mean... <clears throat> Isn't that what this is all about? Is is finding things we fuck up at and things we were bad at, and and immediately addressing them and correcting them. Absolutely, but I just thought it was interesting that you said I wouldn't have thought anything of it. But when you said it, it was like, yeah, Dean wasn't happy about that. I go, that's pretty funny though. Yeah, well, you know, Dean's always going to crack a joke here or there, you know. But <laughs> and you know, a foot. Not a, if you're not careful. Dean's not a a player hater on styles and moves, man. Any. You know, he's not one to say, like, oh, that shit doesn't work, or, yeah, right. like, you know, or, or to, like, dude, he had nothing but good things to say about uh, Josh after that match, so, he, you know, I didn't think it was a problem. I thought it was something he would want to talk about and, and be taught and fucking have our whole school learn about how to use and defend it. That was sick, though, and I, I like seeing, I mean, the inclusion of Josh has been a really, really cool aspect for Metamorris. We're... You looking at this match, when they basically announced that Huron was going to replace uh, Cyborg, uh, two things. How bummed were you that, to lose Cyborg in this main event? And two, uh, how excited were you to find out that Huron was going to replace him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's, uh, it was like a, uh, uh, a good thing and a bad thing. You know, obviously, Always dope to see Cyborg compete. That dude freaking brings it. He's an absolute animal. Yeah. And he's fun to watch. And he does interesting, cool moves that are not uh, common. You know, he's got his own style. I love dudes with their own style. Cyborg has his own style. He's got the, he's got the tornado guard, you know. Nobody does that shit better than him. Mm. And uh, I was looking forward to seeing how Josh would handle that shit. God right damn, I was too. God, I was too. Fuck. Yeah. But, man... I, I'm, not, I'm a fan of Heaton Gracie, dude. I like Heaton. I used to, um, I, I seen Heaton compete back in the day when he was like brown belt and shit. And then, um, you know, I, I actually think he's really good. Like I've seen him throw in competition on really good guys. I've seen him throw up flying triangles and stuff. And you know, and I've, I have a similar build to Heaton, and I think I have a similar style to him. And I think, uh, I don't know. I just always kind of like Heaton, so I get excited if I. If I ever, whenever I hear he's going to compete, you know, like the time he fought Mark Lehman, I was, I was, obviously I was with Mark Lehman at the time and I was excited to see Mark fight, but I was just as excited to see Hedon fight, you know, I was like, yeah. I don't know, Hedon's an exciting dude, you know, he's the grandson of Elio Gracie, bro, that's freaking dope. <laughs> I mean, uh, Jeff, and I, I know we had a replacement going in, but let's say something had happened to Hedon, were you ready to just step in for him, just in case, because I think you were next in the succession line. Had to be. What, me to fight Josh Barnett? Yeah, why not? I mean, we assumed your tights were underneath your suit again, just yep. in case. Is that not? Um, yeah, I don't know if you really want to know what was underneath my suit. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that was, I have no uh... comments on me versus Josh Barnett. That's, that's yeah, no problem. Okay, we're going to carry on as if you said yes, but... Uh, yeah, sounds yeah. like Metamorphs 7. Yeah, Look sure. out. <laughs> Just, uh, 
so for you, you know, for you are the giant killer. You're, <laughs> you are like, you're the one that did that. I'm just saying. Hey, well, listen, I'll, I'll call him. Okay, I'll, I'll say this then. I think, uh, I don't know if you guys saw, but like he on um, the way I do, the way I play deep half guard, mm-hmm. right? I think if Hedon was to have played that style, he could have um, weathered the storm a little bit longer and kind of, I just think the style that I use for deep half guard is actually really, really, really good against big guys. If you watch my matches from uh, 2009 Grappler's Quest, I fought the absolute. All four guys yep. outweighed me by, oh, yeah. by the lightest guy outweighed me by like 60 pounds. You know what I'm saying? The other three guys I fought were like huge, you know? And uh, I beat all of them with the same concept, dude, with deep half guard, with, with not afraid of uh, letting the guy pass your guard and mount you. Because when they mount you, they walk into the setup for deep half guard. And it's also a great way to stall and kind of um, uh, pass time in a safe position where the guy can't really uh, grab too many submissions too easily. Um, so, and I didn't see him, and I was looking for him, and I saw opportunities, because I was sitting right there, where he could have used deep pass guard, where Josh was, was uh, pushing forward a little too hard and, and, and exposing himself for that type of style. So, I don't know, man, maybe the, you might be right. Maybe my, you never know, styles make fights, you know, and, and, and uh, Jiu-Jitsu has been proven to be able to beat uh, bigger guys before. So you never know. I mean, I, maybe me and Deep Hapgard would have done a better go- job against uh, Josh Barnett than, than Hedon Gracie and the style that he was using. But, you know, who's to say whatever? You know, he's the one who stepped up and fought the guy, not me. I mean, I'm just saying, if you guys end up doing that match, I will gladly take only 10% of uh, all the commission that gets brought out as a matchmaker. But that's that's just... <laughs> God, now I'm obsessed with that idea. Yeah, let's focus. I mean, I was impressed with Hiran's. I was, I genuinely was. First of all, I didn't realize how tall he was, though. He's so tall. Yeah. Originally, when he stood next to him, I was like, wait, holy fuck. (laughs) Fucking, is he a basketball player? I was like, Hiran's like 6'3". Okay, didn't know that. First of all, I guess I didn't know he and Henner are both that tall. They must be, because they always yeah. look the same height on videos. I just assumed they were. Yeah. Wow, crazy. Yeah, crazy. They're so much taller than me. It's I, I didn't even realize. I never knew Keon was the same age as me. Him and I are both 32. I always thought he was like 10 years older than me this whole time. <laughs> but like, man, he's so wise. He's so experienced. Man. Uh, and I'm like, what? We're the same age? Oh, man. He's a little bit bit more wise for the ways of the world than I am, I would say. (laughs) Now, you know, Metamorphs also had a little bit of a change. You guys had some prelims. Was that kind of cool for you to experience? Uh, Because we're just so used to the six matches. And I I, had heard when that we were getting some preliminary matches. But was that uh, difficult? Was it different? How did you feel throughout that process? Were you glad that more people got kind of an opportunity to display their stuff who maybe wouldn't ordinarily be on a card? Um, yeah, I mean, I don't care, dude. I'll commentate whatever, dude. You know, that was whatever. Prelim, postman, fucking, I don't give a shit. Some shady, whatever they want to do. <laughs> Chef's so picky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and those Fant- guys doing the prelims were all really good anyway. So, I mentioned that, that these guys were all, um, like, high-caliber fighters, like, almost insulting to put them on preliminary, you know? Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, but on the other side, I'm just glad that we were able to to get that opportunity to see them. So it was kind of cool because th- that is the hard part when they talk about just having six slots. You want there to be more people to get that kind of window and opportunity to kind of make the most of it. Um, were there any kind of other moments that stood out to you, like in terms of matches or, you know, what genuinely surprised you at Metamorphs? Um, you know what? I don't understand why, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I thought, uh, heat on, or not heat on Henner. I actually enjoyed working with Henner. I thought he was really informative and I liked the way he, he, uh, his analogies and comparisons and the way he kind of, uh, I just like, uh, I thought he did a good job. I could see myself working with Henner in the future. Okay. That's fascinating. Well, he was a good dynamic mix too, because um, you tend to be a little bit good, especially when he gets into positions and he can carry the middle ground a little bit better. Especially when Bass Rutten's sitting there in the three hole, he's my favorite third commentator now of all time. By the way, I hope Bass Rutten's <laughs> Rutten's allowed at any event I'm ever attending. I just hope Graduations, they bring the three weddings. Of in different sports now. Like you guys are going to do the NHL next. <laughs> That'll be the NBA. Just that that dynamic of you. I think the weird reason why uh, Henner provides a different vibe for you guys on that desk is just how fast he's talking. So at times, it's almost as if he's asked himself a question and then answered it super quick. Yeah. I was like, give me time to answer it. I'm slow. <laughs> <laughs> There was no less than three times where I'm listening to him, and it's just like, hey, everybody, I'm going to go ahead and say a few more things, but when I say them, I'm going to go ahead and answer them. Jeff, what did you think about that? That's great. I really like your answer on that one. Let's go and go and talk about something else right now. I was like, like, you ever seen Billy Madison, where the guy's trying to teach Spanish to Billy Madison, and he's just reading out of a book, and he's going really fast? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like and then that. they glance over to Billy I Madison, and he's like, slow down. I don't understand you. Um, Jeff, is there discussion? And I'm, I, I have two questions for you. Is there discussion about are you going to come back and fight in Metamorphos? Are you enjoying the commentary side? What's that? Uh, how's that look for you? Because you fought both, like, uh, you know, for people that don't know, but obviously most do. You fought in the first, you fought in a few now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude, I'm on board, you know. I, um, I like doing it. It's fun for me. I like the attention. Um, uh, <clears throat> it's um, something I could see myself doing in the future, and, and something I could see myself getting better at. And uh, you know, investing a little time into uh, some kind of um, I don't know schooling on the subject. So I uh, I like it, and and I really appreciate the opportunity that. Metamorphs has given me to uh, to hone those skills and to, to kind of uh, you know develop or I should say discover the um, the art of commentating, if you will. So you think about like a public speaking class? We could rep- we could recommend some good com classes between Raph and I at least. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you That's know, I'm, uh, it's 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 really uh it's really cool. It's it's a lot easier than doing jiu-jitsu matches. There's a lot less stress on me than you know. Or I, you know what? It's not less. It's just different. It's a yeah. different kind of stress than than prepping and knowing you're gonna fight somebody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's it's a different part of your brain that's working. You know, you're. I, I'm sure for you, you know, a high level competition, it's a different kind of stress 
but you will, I'm sure in certain ways you also feel more comfortable. That feels like home because you're doing that. Uh, but nobody just sits down and talks like that about a match on a daily basis. Like, there's not a ton of things you can do to prepare for it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a no-brainer, dude, to be honest with you, as far as that goes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do it all the time in my classes. I let these guys, I would make my students fight each other, and everybody gets to watch. Like, I make two guys fight, and everybody else sits on the wall. And we get to watch and kind of commentate and laugh and poke and make fun of or coach and encourage and <laughs> it's fun you know it's a fun part of jiu-jitsu is, is cheering on and rooting on the sideline definitely that's also a fun <laughs> just like hey guys say bye to jeff real quick bye jeff bye jeff jeff i, I feel like oh it's, it's a loss to the community man have a safe trip what a journey yeah jeff's the man dude he's uh I don't know if you know about Jeff, but um, he's a cancer survivor. He just he had testicular cancer, hmm. had one of his freaking balls removed, and uh, <laughs> got back on the mat like freaking two months later, and now he's back like nothing happened. Um, he's born without a hand, so he only has his uh, left hand, so he's born without his right hand, and uh, he's actually survived cancer twice, and he got his black belt in jiu-jitsu under Fabio Sanchez. He's fought Hoffa Mendez. He fought both the Mendez brothers and God. fought... Uh, Ben, uh, who's the USC guy? Uh, Henderson, Benson Henderson. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Jeff fought like all the best man, and 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 he's freaking awesome. <laughs> all right, just giving a shout out to my boy. You know how we do, bro. Yeah, no, we like it. This is why this is part of what made you uh, fun last night. So give us your Metamorphosis favorite match. Uh. Uh, heat on and Josh for sure, man. That was fucking epic for our sport, dude, to see, um, to see those two guys go at it and and, and find out who's the best, bro, and, and see Heat on Gracie's Gracie Jiu Jitsu take on Josh Barnett's fucking catch wrestling, and who had the better submission style. Now you were also saying styles make matches. Let's put on our matchmaking hat right now. Is there something you want to see? Is there some match or matches that you have in mind if you were given the opportunity to book? right now what would you like to see um well they need to get bill cooper and marcelo garcia involved hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah i was just talking to do where has bill cooper been wow nah, man where is he <laughs> we just put out an apb for uh bill i was cooper like could right someone now. call him and say you know i miss seeing him compete be awesome. they need to make a book like a where's waldo but like a where's bill <laughs> <laughs> just like like chill put like put in like like a picture of like the crowd at like the 2012 worlds you know like the, the crowd sitting there and just like put his face in there somewhere and look at shit like that would be fucking hilarious now i know that there's a lot of talk of getting like mma stars uh to come on in and usually take on jiu-jitsu guys is there anybody in mma that you'd kind of be interested now that we've kind of seen some folks uh come do their thing here maybe that you think would blend themselves to doing uh, kind of cool Dude, stuff. They need to bring in the Japanese guys, man. The Japanese guys are the best. Those right? guys are fucking filming. Oh, shit, man. Oh, Raph, by the way, you're going to have to pitch your show of Jeff uh, explaining Dragon Ball Z to Bastard. Oh, yeah, no. Best. There was a moment where I texted Kevin and I said, all I want is ten minutes of you and Henner explaining Dragon Ball Z to Bass. 
You know, I'm probably going to break your heart right now, but I don't even know anything about Dragon Ball Z. No. Yeah, I never got into it. I was into X-Men, bro. I liked X-Men, and I liked fucking Deadpool, and, uh, yeah. Well, uh, obviously you like the one. X-Men because all of your rash guards are so fucking legit. Like, your yeah. Colossus, your Wolverine, like, I, I'm obviously jealous of that. If you had to pick a favorite X-Men, what would it be? Uh, Wolverine wait, for sure. Wait, wait, My I'm sorry. Guy. Let me go ahead and rephrase that. If you could compare your jiu-jitsu to somebody in the yeah. X-Men, who there would it be is. and why? Mm, I don't know. What would you say? What do you think I'm like? It's a good question. I don't know. The donkey I would call him... a very, very big question. I would say Nightcrawler. I would say Nightcrawler yeah, without hesitation. Because you appear at weird yeah, spots yeah. and not the way you're supposed to. Yeah. And sometimes you disappear from the commentary to the match and then right back to commentary. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was... I like that. If you just added Jeff a little Glover, Jeff Glover will be commentating and fighting. In the same match at Metamora 7. That's a great promo video. They should think With about With the that. headset on, I'll fight oh, yeah. the dude off. Just own, like, just, we just see him. Like, yeah, that, was, that was the thing that pissed me off when you did the secret match. I was like, why the shit did they not let you have your fucking mic on? If you had your headset mic on the next time that you get to go ahead and do a match at Metamoris, then I'll be happy. But that doesn't even make sense. How could I have a mic on? And wrestle somebody. What if they grab my head? Someone said that about flight once, Jeff. Yep. Now that's the only... You just dropped a friend off at the airport. So let's just keep an attitude towards progress. <laughs> they paused it. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's all I got. I'll yeah, just okay. stop talking now. That's okay with everybody. I'll just retreat from the conversation. I need to go, like... I'm, I've been, like, going too hard lately i need to take like a week long just weed camp vacation and go train with jeff glover and hang out in the half pipe that's what i need to do i need to reset yeah well you know you know what they say once you go jeff you never go back i <laughs> have heard that especially from vacations well, Jeff, we appreciate you swinging by the podcast this evening, especially en route to the airport while ordering a completely natural burger and a cookie shake. Cookies yeah. and cream shake. Yeah, those motherfuckers only filled it up halfway, too. <laughs> oh. I didn't say anything. I, I got the shake, and I was like, what is this? But I couldn't say anything because we were talking. You totally should have put them on blast. They're, yeah. They don't have any uh, sponsors right. you got to worry it's about right. here. We take them. We take so, uh, that poor lady, that poor lady's working the freaking night shift on a Sunday. She just wants to go home to her kids and shit, and she's working at freaking uh, Carl's Jr. listening to my douchebag ass order a freaking Oreo cookie shake and do a podcast at the same time. <laughs> hey, no excuses. <laughs> you get the order right. I don't have it. Carl's Jr., a former proud sponsor of Verbal Tap Podcast. This brought to you by Carl's. <laughs> yep. Doing great. Yeah. Well, Jeff, thank you so much. Uh, great show last night, and uh, we can't wait. We need to see you fight again soon, too, just because, you know, that's fun. Well, thank you. I would love to, man. If they ever ask me to, I will. I just, uh, you know, I do what they ask me, and it's a fun job. And, yeah, thank you, guys. And I want to give a shout-out to my team, Victory MMA, and OTM, my sponsor, Scott Nelson, my, my uh, 
my boy, uh, Verbal Tap. I want to thank you guys. You guys have always been cool to me, and I appreciate you letting me uh, voice my opinions on your show. Dude, not a problem, man. You're always our favorite. I actually had a compliment to you. Uh, the virtual seminar with Keenan, you yeah. – when you were learning the move, you also wanted him to defend it. You did a little bit. It was cool to see the way you learn new moves. I took that. I was like, oh, okay. He doesn't just want to learn the new move and grapple. He doesn't just want to get it right. He wants them to start defending. And it was just cool to see. That was a good, as a younger well, belt in the process, I stole that. I control save that. I was like, good to see that. Yeah. Well, hey, listen, don't be afraid about stealing people's content, man. I do it all the time. I'm a fucking thief. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> You're knee parking. Monkey see, monkey do. Monkey see, monkey That's do. That's right. And I, I, I copy people, you know. I, I try to make up what I can, but a lot of the stuff is, uh, like, a lot of the quotes I say, a lot of the jokes, they're all from other people, man. I just recycle them a little bit and fucking... So don't be afraid of that, bro. And, you know, yeah. that's what we're here for, man. We're all here to help each other share knowledge and grow. So no worries, baby. Ladies and gentlemen... Jeff Glover. Yeah. That's right, motherfuckers. I'm going down like Chuck Norris. <laughs> Verbal tap to help us review some Metamoris. There are some, absolutely, some of us that watched it. We have from Buddha Video. Dave Contreras. Dave, I also have just a general jujitsu live stream question for you. Go for it. I'll, I'll do my best. Has there been some sort of change in like the general technology over the last six to eight months that has resulted in the jujitsu streams being much better than they were, say, before this time? Um, yeah, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say there was one thing, but I think the fact that streaming technology is becoming more popular, a lot more companies are invested into developing technology for it and just improving, you know, streaming in general. But yeah, but definitely, yeah, I think have changed quite a bit in the last like, three years. Okay. Damn it, Dave. That was such a professional and kind of boring answer. I was looking for like, no, there was this major switch we flipped. Yes, we landed on the moon, and here's what happened. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Dave Contreras, already dealing with my BS. Thank you for joining us on the podcast this <laughs> this evening. Thanks for having me. I can't take credit for other aspects of Jiu-Jitsu streaming, but we can talk about that later. Okay. It would be nice if you could, though. Like, that would be an awesome thing, because you just okay. explained the technology for everyone. No, talk to us about what you saw. You watched Metamorris. We're going to talk to you. You're going to help us run it down. What did you like overall? Uh, yeah, I watched Metamorris. I actually, um, I've, I've, ever, I've seen every single one of them, um, and I watch them because obviously I love Jiu-Jitsu, and I just have a, a general curiosity about just Jiu-Jitsu and then producing Jiu-Jitsu for, you know, for a live audience or, or a a worldwide audience, because that's kind of what we do. Um, but I thought the show was great. I think, I think you, you, when, you, when, you, when you watch the Metamorphs, you have to expect certain things that, that you're not always going to get, unfortunately, not always exciting matches. You're not going to get always submissions in every match. You know, that's kind of to be expected. But um, stepping back from a production standpoint, I think it was like their best produced show. And I think that has to do with um, them kind of, you know, not having it set up somewhere in some new location or, 
you know, they have this warehouse that they've been filming their shows in, and everything just seemed really on point. Like everything was super clean, and I didn't, and I didn't see any any mistakes. You know, any 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 club. Oh, okay. We watched very different shows then. If you didn't see any mistakes, but we'll 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 take care. Well, you know what? You know what? It's jujitsu, and and I, you know, unfortunately because it's jujitsu, like my expectations are sometimes a little low. Sure, and as they should be. Let's talk a few pro cons. First, pro side. Let's talk about how pretty the stream looked. Like the set looked great, the colors really vibed out. It looked oh, yeah, very, yeah. very nice. Sure. What yeah. was your feeling um, on the no audience angle? Um, you know, it didn't really bother me. I I might be in the minority when I say this, but I actually kinda like the intimate feel that it had. Um and I think in general, previous Metamorphs events I went to the very first one, the only one that I've actually been to in person, and it was just really, really quiet in there, considering how large of a space it was and how many people were there. Like, the audience almost kind of felt intimidated to kind of cheer or to kind of, you know what I mean, like to get kind of excited about it. So it's not something I kind of totally missed because I, don't, I never really kind of got that really live, like, excitement that you'd get from a live event, you know, and of course I'm kind of biased because my experience has been like the Jiu-Jitsu World Championships where you have GF team rooting for Adolfo, then you have the whole checkmat team, you know, stomping the the the, 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 the stands at the, the parapet. It's just loud, crazy environment, you know. So um, it didn't really bother me. I, I, I mean, I actually kind of liked it. I mean, I, I guess there were some issues with the mat being a little bit smaller, you know. Um, I don't know. I don't know. What, what did you guys think? All right, here we go. Um, so <laughs> I think where I started was when – I heard the audience clap for the first time, and Dave, I don't know if you've done stand-up comedy, but no. uh, if you've ever done stand-up comedy to an open mic audience of like <laughs> five to ten people, and there's that weird stifled crap that happens at the end where it's just kind of a... And that's the audience applauding. It's the sound of tolerance. Yeah. It's just the sound of complete and utter tolerance. That was kind of the feeling I felt these athletes got after, let's say, getting a submission. It was kind of Dave holding the camera really enjoyed that one, guys. He gave you a nice thumbs up. <laughs> and then occasionally you just felt like rude, not cheering for them. So you just, woo, good, good job, guys. This is a really good one. So part of me felt a little hurt because I would just say, like, guys, don't even fucking clap. Like, don't insult us. Great. He won. Done. Or on the other side, it felt like a game show to me where there was no audience. And I kept waiting for Boss to go up to them and be like, hey, Bing, Ba, door number one or door (laughs) number two? Which one do you want? Uh, Come here, Cornelius. Uh, uh, You fought... uh, Hibero. Yeah? Okay. Yeah, maybe they can invest, like, in a clap track. Is there such a thing? Uh, well, <laughs> anything's possible, Dave. Was like, you yeah, right. uh, it's CBS. It's how they stay relevant, I believe. That's what you're looking for. Uh, laugh track for jiu-jitsu is not bad. That's what they were using for the drums. I agree. Major footnote. Okay, my other question did it feel seven years long to anyone else? Uh, yeah, but that's that's typical though, right? I mean, um, is it? No. I for sure I mean, stopped watching and had to finish it today. Let's be very clear. Oh wow! 
we had to put a bookmark. I know the event started on May 9th. I didn't have seven hours. Like, I didn't have seven hours to finish the damn thing. Like, it's just weird to then, when you have prelims, we might as well just go live the entire time. But then they went to pre-record in between, which makes you think, like, what? What? Oh, my God. These poor athletes. Yeah, that I don't understand, because the guys are, like, probably warmed up already, ready to go. And, And then they present us with, you know, Keating Cordelia's doing kill hook techniques for like 10 minutes, you know, which yeah. is cool, but I kind of want to watch Black Jitsu, right? <laughs> I mean, let's be real. I've seen Jane Fonda video infomercials. That's what that felt like. Not to say that Keenan's seminar would be bad, but the placement of it, like, oh, let's see a commercial. Oh, is this the whole seminar? Yeah. We're just going to play the whole thing? Can I also cool. say I'm so pissed I got caught up on the road to Metamorphosis? Because they replayed the fucking finale right before the match. It was like, oh, well, okay. I guess I'll just go find something to do. Like, it doesn't count. Keep going. Isn't the whole point of no crowd that you can just keep fighting? Talk about the fact that they say, here's who's on the card tonight. Oh, and guess who won? Uh, Road to Metamorphosis. Here's some footage, even though if you read... You already know it's kind of Jimmy, so congratulations, Jimmy. But watch this. It's great. Andre Galvan? Yeah, so, I mean, so they, they, they could have just done, given, given us like a 30-second highlight of what happened in Road to Morris and presented it. Or, you know, you have a great idea here. Let's let's stay on this for a second. I like the idea of previously on Metamorris. <laughs> yeah. But you, let, let me ask you guys, are you, do you guys have an all-access membership? Um, well, we do now. Okay, well, yeah. We, sorry, sorry we have one, but basically. So my my yeah, question we... was, those, those matches that were shown during the event, those were previously available, right, as an Alexis member? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, see, that sucks. <laughs> well, they also play, exactly. Like, first of all, don't play it again. Like, fucking, are you joking? They also played the first... So there was only five total. They had played the first one for free. And our friend Travis Nawaza was in it. So we were like, oh, absolutely. I thought there would be a little bit more to it. And frankly, I had kind of like... I have a three-month subscription that's going to end soon with the Metamorphs thing. And it was just like, ah, okay, like, not a not an unaffordable thing for, like, a seminar and online, whatever, but... The I did not enjoy the no crowd angle. Like that to me was such a disappointing feature because it just really had some. Uh, it was too much commentary, and we were completely dead set on the commentary for it. Um, yeah, that, 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 that's, like, that's actually a good point. Um, and the commentary thing, I guess, is a whole different topic we can get into. <laughs> Well, why don't you get into it and we'll listen yeah, right now? Yeah, why don't you talk about it right now? And we'll... Not like we have one of the commentators on this episode, so <laughs> you do what you need to uh, do. Well, you know, I, I, I like Henner to a degree. I like I think he's a very technical and he's very enthusiastic and obviously loves jiu-jitsu so much, but it felt like a little bit of a bait and switch to me. I Ooh. felt, um, you know, and I love Jeff. Jeff's funny. I think Boss is great in his element, um, <laughs> but it was just kind of—it was just kind of weird. Oh, that! His element is a great. Sorry, go ahead. Keep talking. Yeah. 
Um, and then he just kind of went away after a while, which was weird too. You know, <laughs> it occasionally seemed like Jeff prodded him to make sure he was still there. Uh, at one point, I thought uh, Boss actually went to go run an errand. Like, you guys keep going. I'm, I'm, I gotta go cash this check. Boom, pow. Uh, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Uh, we have discovered that Bass was a last minute addition. Uh, so that was an interesting uh, wrinkle to be in all of this. But I think the weird part about it is, and I'll, I'll go with you on this. Henner got brought in in the middle of a match where we clearly heard somebody, maybe Hollick, if I'm taking a guess, say something to the guys when they thought the mics were dropped. And then all of a sudden, here comes Henner. And it makes you wonder, like, why didn't they just have Henner up top? Why not make him a third commentator? Like, just do that. That would make things so much yeah. easier to follow. Because if you had just come in on the live stream... And you'd be like, oh, I thought it was just Jeff and Boston. Oh, well, I guess, whatever. Wait, why is Clark Gracie sitting down with them? What's happening? Yeah. It was a little weird. You know what's weird? Because I was actually watching watching the show with headphones. Mm. So I could hear all the... I could hear everything. I could hear, like, someone going, mic check, mic check, mic check, over and over and over again before he came on. I'm like, oh, what is God. going on in the background? <laughs> <laughs> what was the third person that I hear, you know? Um, <laughs> they, they could have at least waited until, like, the match was over. Right? Mm to bring him on and then introduce him. But it seemed like it seemed like an afterthought because Henner was wearing um, a Gracie Jiu-Jitsu shirt and obviously not wearing like, a suit and tie like Boss and stuff. So like, it was pretty obvious like that wasn't planned, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just part of uh, Hollick's ideas to shake things up. It's just like, all right, guys, bonus round. Now you get a third commentator. Okay, bye. Okay, <laughs> 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 bye. That, I hope that is exactly it. So, highlight of the night, for me, I thought uh, Shanji Keenan was great. No, I don't... Oh, no, I liked it. I, I liked it. I thought it, it was awesome. I mean, two completely different styles of jiu-jitsu, right? I, I, yeah. I, 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 I kind of predicted that neither of them would be able to finish each other. Those guys are just too good. Yeah. You know, well, Shanji has amazing ability to just stay absolutely safe. And, like, he's just never in any danger. Even when you think, like, he's, oh, he's almost got his back. No, he doesn't. You know, it just doesn't happen. Um, you know, maybe we should make uh, Shanji the next James Bond because those uh, <laughs> those hyper die uh, kind of uh, promo shots of him with his arms crossed always seems like he's posing for a new James Bond film, and the <laughs> fact that he's never in danger seems like it, it could go very well with that. Um, I, here's a problem, and I'll pose this to you guys. That was a great match, probably my favorite of the night, um, but. We talk about a lot of ties happening in Meta Morris. And is it partially because they pick people who are just so, so high level that they really, like you said, you kind of predicted it would be difficult for one to go over the other? Or is that part of the element of like, well, let's look and see what happens. And it's a byproduct of that. Yeah, I think, I think that's one of the reasons why there's so many draws in Meta Morris. Um, and I think specifically in this case, you have these two high-level guys that are just impossible to finish, right? Um, and my thoughts were, you know, I kind of want to see this match in the 10-minute IBJJF format because I want I want a winner. <laughs> I want to know who's better, you know? Yeah. At least in that realm, right? Um, how would that match go if it was no time limit? I mean, it could go four hours long, probably. And it yeah. would just, I don't know. Um, or 
or what, what would the match be like if it was like a four minute match, or Oof. they were in a tournament, or what if under EBI rules would happen then? Yeah. Well, okay, so yeah. that I think that's a great discussion point. I want to move on to kind of a different realm, if we could, which is. Okay. Um, so I don't know if you guys were paying attention to our good friend Vinny Magalash, if you would. Uh, he definitely raised some heads this week when he said that there was nobody who was in response to saying that, you know, Huron, which, by the way, baller of him to step up, but that nobody else offered to step up. But then you have Vinny who said, yeah, dude, I totally offered to step in, but I had Copapodio and I know a whole bunch of other people who would have stepped in. What do you make of Uh, that, Dave? I think this has happened before, hasn't it? Wasn't that the same thing that happened when, who was it? Uh, Kevin Casey stepped in for some reason. He was the only guy. It was like like the same story. Like, I've heard this story before. Um, You know, I don't know. I mean, that's the story they're going to tell. I think there would have been plenty of people who would be willing to do it. Lots of people. Well, according to Josh Barnett, there was nobody who would have stepped up to the challenge. Well, they were having a real, like, self-masturbatory moment in those last six minutes. You mean so when it's hard to, uh, like... Boss was giving them the wrap-it-up single for, like, three minutes as they continued to bro out about jiu-jitsu? Slash not talking to the microphone. Well, Because, like, they us. kept starting not into the fucking microphone. It was like, we can't hear you at all. Like, just so you know, like, no one can hear you. And there's no crowd. So and you're not talking you to anyone right now. <laughs> yeah, what did you make of the last uh, talk, I guess, between Bass and uh, Josh and Hiron? I hated match, it. Which, I hated it. be very frank. You have yeah. to give it up for Hiron, whether you think it's not cool or not. I mean, it is cool that he stepped up. What was the discussion? I, I don't dispute that, but that wasn't what the discussion was about. Like, that's just not what they were talking about for those last five minutes. They were talking about people sitting in a position for four minutes and what a travesty that was to the there sport. And it was like, what are you talking about? Like, I don't, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, so because you opened yourself up and got submitted, that's good? Like, I, I'm so confused what so the strange. message is Where here. Where do I see that so often? There's, I don't know. It's on the tip of my tongue. It's a place where people stall in long matches for four-minute periods. Who? Yeah, I can't where? remember who the person is that fought Andre Galvan that was like, that's my strategy, to not at all make a move. Like, I, I just can't. It, it, I, it, it'll come back to me, I'm sure. But what the fuck was those last few minutes? You know, that was actually the point where I can't shut my computer off. Like it was, it was over, and I was getting hungry, and I shut it off. And you know, I noticed that like I couldn't even hear what they were saying because they weren't even holding the mic. And I was like, ah, it's kind of over. I'll kind of make just around later. Because Dave, <laughs> let's was, be very clear: the amount of time that you didn't eat while watching Metamorphs actually constitutes a hunger strike. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm saying yeah, it was I long, was pretty, people. I was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It was, uh, so that's my big note. Like, uh, I found a much more success watching it today, fast forwarding through all of the break. Yeah. Like, that to me was 
I I don't understand what was taking so long in between fights. But that's every metamorph has been like that. I don't know why. I don't. Yeah. I don't okay, but you happened. you can pitch me. There's a when there's a live crowd. I get it. I get what I don't. I mean, do two matches, do three matches, and then take a break. But whatever, I get it. There's a live crowd. You don't want to. When there's no live crowd, what possible reason could you have for not going match, 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 match? I guess can, you can argue that it use an opportunity to sell you up on all access. But I guess if you're watching, you already have it. Um, How did we? What all access thing? Like, there's. It's not that much. <laughs> Like it's less than it's less than their YouTube page. Like if we're just talking total content. Well, if we are talking total content, it'd be like, guys, you can catch all the amazing actions from Metamorphs one, three, four, five. <laughs> not two, definitely not two, but one, <laughs> three, four. Two and, sucks. And you guys love Keenan, right? He's a thing. Hey, look at him. Keenan's teaching a seminar, and don't go to Keenan's website and pay the same amount for his website. Don't right. do that. Absolutely not. We're virtual, and here's Jeff Glover and BT Dubs. Everybody, one more thing. Uh, look at this. It's uh, you guys like the Ultimate Fighter? We got one of those too, but. Like less episodes, and we don't actually show all the fights on jujitsu for some strange reason because eh, it's too much work. Um, yeah. you got one of those, so yay, Metamorphs flicks. Uh, okay, Dave, Metamorphs flicks, yeah, Dave, Trademark. talk to me about the tweets on the screen. How did you feel about the tweets on the screen? Tweets on the screen, uh, some of them were you know actually questions, I remember that. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's the best response. Oh, yeah, that mild inconvenience while the thing was going on. Yeah, I remember the, tw uh, yeah, I think I remember the tweets. Well, Kev, I, I hate to interrupt you right now, but I actually, uh, I'm getting some Ask Metamorphs tweets right now that were left <laughs> over from yesterday <laughs> that I thought maybe we could ask each other. Um, I'm going to go ahead and present this over, first question over to... Dave, it is from Matt Thompson. It says, why is Hiron's feet Simpsons yellow? Ask Metamorris. <laughs> you, you know, that's actually funny. I actually noticed that. But <laughs> that's how good the quality of the stream was. I can, I can notice the color of Hiron's feet. Ooh, uh, well, nice uh, plug. That's, that's a definite uh, calibration I do for all of my white balancing. All right. Kev, I'm going to put this one over to you. Uh, this one is from Pimped Butterfly. It says, Can you guys smell Barnett's ball sweat? Ask Metamorphs. Oh. <laughs> uh, oh, God, probably. probably. Like, how could you not? Like, okay. if you were... Uh, He's a big I'll guy. He's working hard. Bring this one over to you. It was actually way more uh, truthful than not. Uh, Dave, this one says, when Josh rips off Hiron's leg, will he hang it on his wall or use it as a lamp? This one comes from Tech Warriors with a Z. So what is that? Uh, your opinion, Dave, response? Uh, opinion on that? You mean like the lamp from um, A Christmas Story? That'd be awesome. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> if that helps you. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay, I'm gonna go over to uh, Kevin, which is uh, indicative of a lot of, I guess, things that got tweeted at them. They weren't actually questions, so Kev, just respond, since this isn't a question, it's a prompt. Uh, it says, Chael needs to retire, not a good fighter, and a boring BJJ fighter. Hashtag ass <laughs> metamorous from Isaiah Caveman Vicens. Yeah. Isaiah Caveman Vicens is right and right. What the fuck, Chael? Like, are you not at all interested in doing anything other than what you were doing? Like, not that Sabral was either. But fuck, that was boring. Chael is two for two on the not very interesting fights that ended and no one remembers. Um, okay, uh, okay. This one's going over to Dave. This one's from John George. It says, hey, Jeff Glover, you have a mini muffin top. How do you feel? LOL. <laughs> Ask that divorce. Yeah, wow. Um, that was kind of awkward, right? Um, well, Kev, what were your thoughts on the words muffin top? It was just said so frequently, I felt like I was having a feminist moment where I was, like, upset for men's body standards. Uh, Kevin, we're going to stay with you on this one, actually. I got a different I shall be defined by the cushiness of my tummy. There you go. I'll put that on a t-shirt. Uh, Kev, this one is from Peter. It says, does this event have to take a full 12 hours? Question mark. Hashtag Ask Metamorphs. <laughs> yes! The answer is indubitably, not only will they take 12 hours, but at the end, what was his name? What was the person's name? Uh, that was, was Peter. The, at the end, Peter, they're going to reach inside you, paralyze <laughs> oh, you, God. make you watch the credits for a half an hour. Like, that's your reward <laughs> after Good sticking word. with this goddamn epithedral. This was like Gone with the Wind. Pre-edits. Fuck it, took forever. Uh, I'm gonna go over to uh, <laughs> get back to Dave on this one. It says, uh, "Hold on." The Highlander writes, "Will there ever be celebrity guest drummers?" Hashtag ask <laughs> Celebrity guest drummers. Well, you know, Ricky Rocket is a black belt instrument drummer. Yeah, yeah. Drummer from true. Poison. That would be awesome. Wow. No, you were prepared for that one. You've been waiting for somebody to ask. <laughs> that was way too... Did he get these tweets uh, ahead of time, Raph? How did he, he know this? Yeah, oh. no, I'm, I'm going to check some foul play, but Kev, speaking of getting tweets ahead of time, I wish you got this one ahead of time. This one's from Jeremy Brand. It says, Does Henner Gracie ever sound like he's not whispering sweet thoughts to the ladies? Hashtag Ask Metamores. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he does when he goes like violently up an inflection and becomes the AK-47 of aggressive whispering. He's like, oh, this is an amazing move right here. This is where he's going to totally get that leg in his holds. Oh, oh, and then he'll just disagree with someone and wrap it around. It's really uh, impressive. Yeah, let's... Okay, good. Uh, Dave, I've got this one for you. It says... Uh, this one's from Vinny Fernandez. It says, this looks like a gay rodeo. Hashtag Ask Metamorris. <laughs> I wonder why they didn't put that on the screen. <laughs> uh, you know, I, the thing is, I'm reading all of these, and I'm just, like, astounded. They just didn't make the cut. I wonder why. I wonder uh, why. This, Kev, this one I'm going to ask you in all sincerity, even though I'm not. Uh, this one's from Ryan Donnelly. It says, does Bass feel like he's watching himself fight Keenan? How would Bass deal with Wormguard? <laughs> Hashtag Ask Metamorris. 
Vasvi gets super confused and asks Keenan to wrap it up so they can go to the next segment. And about two seconds, he'd be like, Keenan, how do you think the match is going? And just cold cock him in the face. (laughs) (laughs) He'd be like, oh, guys, sorry. Bass did another clip back to where he thought he was fighting pancreation in Japan in 92. Keenan's going to be fine in six to eight months, but just... uh, no one touch or go near Bass for the next 20 to 30 minutes. It's unclear if he'll hit someone else. Mm, no, no, that's very, very, very good. Uh, this one, uh, Dave, your final question. I'll have one more for uh, Kevin. Your question is from Harrison Adamo, and it says, hashtag Ask Metamorris, where is Hanato Laranja? Hmm. Do we need more of him? I don't know. <laughs> I think we can adopt <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'm sorry we couldn't answer that with more of an opinion, uh, but we, we we did the best we could. Uh, <laughs> Dave Contreras wins the honesty award for tonight's podcast. Is the hashtag honesty award? Uh, I will say that was that was the good, but uh, okay, this one. <laughs> this one's a good one, and Kev, I'll ask you this one because we were actually asking, and Dave, you can chime in on this. Uh, this one's from Signature Caker, which okay. Why no heel hooks in the gi, but okay, no gi. Hashtag Ask Metamorphs. What is that question? Why, why no heel, heel hooks? hooks? Like why no heel hooks in the gi? But oh, okay, oh, no oh yeah, yeah. I <laughs> my head almost exploded when they said that rule. And you could even hear Jeff Glover, like, Jeff Glover kind of casually, like, you know, those are the rules they agreed upon. It's like, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that makes complete sense to me. Those are the rules they agreed upon. But every match was like that. So is it a thing that they're doing? I was so confused by that. Makes no sense to me. He'll hook the shit out of anybody anytime. That's my motto, Raph. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's it. Yeah, I think if you're going to have pro jiu-jitsu, like, he'll hook should be legal at all times. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it's really hard to justify, though I did pose one thing to Kevin. What was the thing I told you, Kevin? Um, I don't remember. What did you tell me? Jesus, God Christ. All right. Uh, I told Kevin, I was like, you know what? Maybe they just don't make enough money to really play that loose and risky. That was my best guess, is that why else at what you would consider a big spectacle of a, an event that you wouldn't just go all out and make those rules, all all things considered, right? Yeah, yeah well, if, it is a submission submission only event. Like, why not make submission legal? Well, not as a, not only is it a submission only event, it's a submission only, or will shame you if you stay in a position for more than four minutes. Event, like they were very clear about the parameters. Like, you better be doing shit constantly, or you are a disgrace. To the game. It's a lot to think about, Raph. Well, yes. And gents, for the both of you, this final question for the two of you guys, uh, it is from Josh Wilms. It says, What kind of shampoo does Clark Gracie use? What about Bass Rutten? Hashtag ask <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, um, the internet, you're welcome, first of all, because we don't let things go unanswered here on the podcast. Um, but what are your takeaways? I want to ask you this, Dave. You know, are, are there any kind of other things that stood out to you match-wise? I mean, I know 
We've talked a little bit about Josh and Hiron. Uh, we talked Shanji and uh, Keenan. Those were really the highlight matches to me. There were a couple matches that dragged. If you are an um, audience member, yeah. I will say maybe you can figure out which ones those were. If you're still with us of the living, because you might have died. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that that's kind of where I was at. What are your overall thoughts? Um, you know, I like the Sinistro match, the first match. I like it a lot, mm-hmm. actually. Yeah, no, that was um, great. Yeah, I, you know, just I watched it again today, and I thought it was awesome. Like basically, from his first engagement. His final submission was connected to the very first movement that he made. Yep, so he absolutely. jumped like this kind of triangle, held on to this omoplata, you know, transition to this um, straight arm lock to like you know a traditional arm lock. It was all connected. It was beautiful. It was just a great display of jujitsu. And I thought um, that was so interesting because not only like you're saying it was all connected, but that that's the kind of thing where it's not stalling because you know there's a patience that he's waiting for that move, like. It's a way more calculated version of it. So for me, I was like, no, that's the kind of thing I do want to see because who knows? Uh, Greg could have gotten out of that, and that would have been totally cool in, in its own right. But it was really cool to see how well he was holding it and made something of it. So, yes, right. major process. Yeah, and, you know, and I've never seen that transition before, too, so it's something I'm asking to try and drill tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Um, but the thing is, you know, I didn't... I don't know much about his opponent. Do you, do you guys know anything about was Greg McIntyre was his name? I, I had never heard of him before. Uh, you know what? We that would have been a great question for uh, you know Jeff because uh, with uh, Dean apparently he trains together, so that would have been oh, really yeah. cool. But um, no, I, I wasn't as familiar with him. He looked familiar, like I've seen him compete. But uh, I'm not going to lie to you and tell you, oh yeah, I've seen this guy forever. He was a little new to me. And uh, it was kind of interesting. So, yeah, that, that was a little different. Um, but, yeah, it's not like some, God, what is it, female grapplers who have name recognition value for whatever reason but couldn't be more exciting than... I did see some of them in the audience, though. What's that? I did see a few of those female grapplers in the audience. Well... In a very small audience. <laughs> the very small audience that they did have. Yeah, what a... That's, you know what? That's acceptance. That's where it happens, right there. Uh, I'm sorry, I was interrupting your point. Go on. Um, no, that's it. Yeah, I, I didn't know anything about his opponent. I think um, I think maybe what made that match interesting, I'm not going to take anything away from Greg, but I think it was a little bit, maybe it might have been a little bit mismatched. Certainly there was a different age difference between the two. You know, Tanisha's a regular. He's competing yeah. constantly, you know. Um, and he was just able to kind of just play his game, you know. And yeah. for my entertainment, of course, I appreciate it. Yeah, Sinistra's a badass. I watched him at the uh, no-gi pants a few years ago. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. Yeah, Always guy, fighting, right? too. Yeah, oh. caliber of fighters, hard to argue with. Mm-hmm. Liked the gi, liked uh, the gi-no-gi no gi combo. Yeah. Um, I, I also liked the Liera match. Oh, yeah. That was interesting, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. maybe is you know I know a lot of people will talk gi no gi. The differences between the two is are the prelims a good spot for gi matches? Maybe does that help offset? Uh, you know, some of those people are like, eh, I don't want to see grip fighting. 
you know, I guess, but you know, I, I'm 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 a gee guy. I, I prefer watching the gee, so I, I I would rather watch that than like Son and Babalu, where the guys are all sweaty and stuff, and like nothing happens, you know. Whatever, man. Uh, they were MMA guys, and <laughs> you know, Chael really he put it to him when he was just chilling in that. I'm so tired even thinking of it. Oh, Ain't God. nothing but time and space between them, and that's about to be gone away. Nope. That's what he... If you guys are wondering what he said on his video that made it sound cooler than the fight could have ever been. <laughs> Can, Kev, I'm going to ask you this, since you have an opinion on it. Are we done with Chael and Metamorphs? Do you really want to even see him back? I genuinely think they might find out we don't. Like, Do you think what that possible? Was to them? He, it wasn't the first time. It was fascinating because of all of his relevancy. It was not fascinating this time. It was just so boring. And to have, have a consensual co-made event, if you would. Well, it's like his stupid bullshit about how I'm the face. It's just it's like, Joe, you're a joke. Like you don't even try a heel hook. Like, it's embarrassing. Like, you should really... Do you have a purple belt? Like, in what? Like, what are you doing? Do you, do you guys think that, that, strategy, that strategy works of trying to bring in famous MMA guys to sell a jiu-jitsu pay-per-view? Uh, no, I don't think so, because whatever they're paying Shale cannot be worth it. Like, it gets some eyeballs, but if you try and convince me... A third time, unless you have somebody that's a great matchup for him. Like, let's say you pull Anderson Silva out of your hat, which never would happen. Yeah, sure, I'd see that. But if you're pairing up, uh, up against just random other jiu-jitsu competitors to prove the MMA versus jiu-jitsu component, um, let's put that on the preliminary card. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's bringing in this big MMA crowd with their well, not this time. I think they might have gotten a look-in audience when he was fighting Andre Galvao, and he was also a contender in the UFC. Mm-hmm. He's so not that. Like, he he went so the opposite direction, and it's just... Uh, it was bad. Like, and also, what is going on with Sorrell? It's like, okay. Uh, awesome. But this happens. Like, this was also kind of their de facto old guy match. That they don't normally do. Or that they, I'm sorry, they do normally do. Like, this is their old guy match. Right. Yep. So we might not see Chael again. I'm just saying. They keep going through legends, putting them out to pasture. (laughs) Uh, And Dave, give us some final notes. Wrap us up on uh, Metamorris. Fucking six? Is that was which what was the number? I think it was six and seven is what they're counting it as. Six and seven, thirteen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can just say that that, that, uh, that I liked it. I enjoyed it. Um, I still think though that they need to make some changes to make it more submission oriented because they like to preach that it's submission only, but I don't think they've had an event yet that's gone more than. 50% submission rate in event, right? Oof, don't even go that high. Yeah, I don't, I, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, I, you know, I think they should all 
also just listen to what the fans have to say. Because I think after every event, we kind of keep hearing the same thing over and over, the same complaints. Like, so much time between matches, not enough submissions. Some matches are so boring. I think there's solutions to that. Um, but I think they need to kind of listen to what people are saying. And it feels like they don't listen because you, you kind of keep hearing, seeing the same thing happen you know, repeatedly. Um, I think that their venture into this kind of online thing, and I think that's, that's, that's kind of a gamble for them. Um, it, I guess it's, it's we'll wait to see if it pays off or not. You know, I, I, uh, I'm not I'm not totally convinced that that, that, that paid professional jiu-jitsu on this level is sustainable. Um, I hope it is, but um, you know they they received a lot, they've received so much negative attention in the last few weeks that I don't know. We'll see. I hope there's another one. It's kind of fun. I, I, They'll I, have I like another it. one. They're going to be too stubborn to not, like, even if they were losing money, they'd be like, Metamore 7 in Alex's garage. <laughs> they already have the place, though. Didn't they yeah. buy it? <laughs> yeah. So what's next for them? Do they start filming Road to Merit Bars in Well, okay, because we didn't even bring this up, but Kev, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong on this. Did we know if it was live or not? Like... For all I could have been told, that thing could have taken place a week ago. And it's just like, it's weird, just again, without the audience, without any kind of real, you know, aspects of it. So like, let's make it live, but no audience and just put it on and yeah, things are happening now. Like some of that could have been what we like to call in the industry live to tape. So I don't know. It's just a weird fucking thing. So when you're talking about revamping and, and fixing things, I just feel it's kind of one of those things where, yes, listen to your audience, listen to what they want, because we don't get the impression you do. So when you have a thing called Ask Metamorris, I hope you continue <laughs> to use that that idea for more than just jokes and backhanded compliments to yourself, because that's what it felt like. It felt like at certain times they were using that hashtag to be like, oh, hey, guys, enjoying the show. It's awesome. Well, Cool. Great. Kevin and I will start reading uh, tweets about people who enjoy us uh, throughout the podcast, which will mostly That'll be, be family members. <laughs> I'm not going to start on it. Just tell yeah. me what the hashtag is, and I'll start on it tonight. I'll just kind of pound it over and over and over. Yeah. Awesome. Ask Verbal Tap. Verbal <laughs> <laughs> Tap is genius. Hashtag ask verbal tap. Well, Dave, you're a delight. Where can people find you outside of just, you know, running up to Budo videos and saying, where's Dave? Uh, yeah, um, it happens. Yeah, I just can't keep the people off me. Um, uh, Instagram, probably the best. At Budo Dave. Easiest. Um, and I, I guess I'm on Twitter, too. I don't really use that a whole lot. Um, yeah, Instagram's the way to go. Um, can I plug something really quick since I'm here? Do it. Wait, Plug it. On. Yeah. Wait, hold on, Kevin. Don't give him the, oh. the free reign. Oh, okay. How much, how much no, I mean, hold on. Let me talk to Raph for a second. Just, yeah, exactly. Uh, how much of a cut are we getting from that? Because if it's less than 20%, the answer is definitely. <laughs> He's mostly joking. No, obviously, Plug I'm away. joking. Go ahead. Yeah, plug away. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. Uh, I just want to say Jiu-Jitsu uh, World Championship streaming live on ibjjftv.com uh, Buddha Videos is behind the production of that and if you guys are tuning in we'd love to see you guys there that's pretty much it how's that 
that's awesome. And now we know what our next mock event that we get to mock the production and quality of will be. So we're already looking forward. Oh, to it. you know, I, I, t- I, t- I totally want to hear it because um, <laughs> there's so many interesting things that happen. And I'd love to kind of talk about it too. <laughs> I think we can make those things happen. We're quite accessible. That's the best part about us. We're like, we'll talk shit about stuff, but we're not hard to find. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm open to that. Awesome. Cool. Ladies and gentlemen, Dick <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so serious at the end, Kev. I don't know. I was just like going with a Henner vibe. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, hey, everybody, real quick. I just want to go ahead and say four different things. Uh, Dave Contreras is actually one of the best commentators out there. Um, but um, I'd also like to go ahead and talk a little bit about Gracie Jiu-Jitsu because this is very interesting. What Dave is doing right now is he is going very, very silent as if the show has come to an end. Yes, I had, but I was getting everything you had sent to me and all. Okay, sweet. Just want to make sure they're going through. All right, let's do bottom, and I have it recording now. Ho, Rafa Sparza, what a podcast. What a time to be doing JJ and just being a part of this changing world. It's a spinning, you know? Do it's you a often spinning. say doing JJ? No, I don't. Okay. No, I don't know how to say it. It's, it's just so uh, it unspooled a few minutes ago, and it just never came back. Yep. But, you know, it's thus the story of my performance career. Am I right? Yep. Hands up. Can't stop. Won't stop. What an episode. Big thanks to Jeff Glover. Big thanks to Mike Hofer. Big thanks. You know, I really enjoyed Dave. Rap, I can't oh, okay. believe you said I wasn't going to. I, uh, I believe my exact words were great. Kevin, he's smarter than you. Oh, that's not how I remember it. You were like, no. you're going to dislike him. He's going to be hard to I'm talk like, to. Oh, no, Kevin, he's going to say words that you don't guess. understand. It's going to be really hard to follow full sentences being uttered. Yeah, that's pretty much along the line. Yeah, okay. Well, as long as we're all just You know, people thing. hear two different sides to every argument. Everybody does. That's the how Second Amendment rights are so strongly advocated. And that's going to... Take us to shout-outs tonight, Raph. I'm going to start it out to the crew. Had a great Saturday class uh, with Andrew and Brian. Andrew was, uh, we were doing some different types of roles. So, like, the first one was 10 minutes, no submission. Uh, so Andrew and I nearly died from heat exhaustion due to the humidity coming in. And just, it's like both of us tend to be a little bit more submission-oriented. So doing just no submission, no submission, it was crazy. So a lot of good stuff going on. Some good game critiques. Loving, loving my Kawhi Kimono for the hot training days. Like uh, as such right now where the air feels like a ton of bricks. So that's just uh, going to be a little shout out. Think about those light summer geese. And uh, drifting towards no geese season, Raph. Mm. This guy's excited. Drifting? Are you on a boat casually Drifting sailing towards? casually. And uh, the Brit and the Bumpkin podcast I got to go do because, uh, you know, I do comedy and I do this little podcast and I've been doing this little podcast for a while. You and I uh, are like the podcast we get a little vet in us. Like, uh, we've <laughs> we've seen a lot of wars here, Kev. Yeah. <laughs> we the made war it of Metamorph 6. 
the podcast uh, surge and soonering of 2014. And that's going to do it for me. Uh, I would like to go ahead and shout out first everybody at Valley Martial Arts Center. Metamorphs drum back. Um, so I was a little nervous today because, you know, with all the, the Mother's Day stuff and the, uh, you know, family getting together, I wasn't actually going to get to train today, which as you know, Kevin is death to me. And might, as, might as well tie him down and just waterboard him for a few minutes. Second basic. Yeah. So I was pretty pissed about it. And then lo and behold, I got a note from our good friend, John Budd, who said they were going to open up VMAC this morning for 8 a.m. training. VMAC. And uh, I said, well, thank God. That is going to save my day. So I went to go do that. And you know, Kev, I've been called a lot of things in my jiu-jitsu career. Okay? Yeah. But today... Incompetent. Not that talented. Uh, slower learner. Hey, other guy. Uh, you big head. Um, just to name a few. Those are all true. Except for, hey, other guy. Kevin usually gets that one. But... <laughs> I like that you tried to return that joke at me as if, like, I didn't create it. But that's neither here nor there. No. Uh, today, I was about to start rolling, and somebody goes, oh, that's Raph. Yeah. No, man. It's going to be a rough time for you. And I was like, ah, oh, that's not true. Like, whatever. And he's like, no, Raph's captain defense over here. And I go, ooh. And I thought of it. I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. I captain just- D. Yes, so. that's a compliment, Captain Defense. I, is it though? I don't know. Yeah, it's also Captain Annoying Guy to roll with because it's like, ah, uh, that was my. I was trying to triangle you. Why are we being such a dick about it? Well, first of all, nobody wants to get choked, so I think question answered. Uh, and second of all, ah, uh, uh, did you see Hedon's speech? <laughs> Everyone wants to get choked. That's how you win. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sorry. I, I must never learn. Um, you. I don't, you know, it was just weird, and I didn't know how to feel about it. I've never had, like, a nickname in jiu-jitsu, and I was kind of hoping I'd get something better, but... (laughs) And Captain Captain Defense. You know what I mean? And uh, the best part is, is uh, the guy who said it to me, I will say this, I don't say a lot of terribly great things about my jiu-jitsu, but when somebody calls you Captain Defense, what do you think you're going to do? Unite your powers to fight crime. Well, yes, me and uh, <laughs> Captain Defense and Sergeant Justice over here, uh, which is now, I guess, my name for Kevin, which is our cop 70s show. <laughs> Sarge, uh, he's got a mustache and a questionable relationship with women. Right? He's... <laughs> yeah. So um, I basically, uh, I, I stopped it for a second. I just went nothing but attacks on him. And he was just like, what happened to Captain Defense? And I was like, well. <laughs> I don't know, man. You you asked for it. That's all you want. So I Both can't say that that happens a ton, but yeah, all right. Captain defense for today. We'll we'll go from there. But I want to thank our buddy Brian Novak, who's always a fucking good time. And I actually laughed a lot when he called me Captain Defense. I, I you know what the hard part is? You know when you start laughing at a joke right before you're rolling, and it just carries over, so that even as the, you're like starting the roll, you're just laughing because you're like, oh man, that was so funny. Oh, they're trying to choke me now. I should probably do something. Captain Defense to the rescue. Ew. So uh, I want to thank him. I also want to thank our good friend. Uh, man, this is so cool. Jeff Jenny, who's over at uh, 
at VMAC. Really, really good stuff. He did really well uh, at a recent tournament, so props to him. I want to say props to our good friend John Evans, uh, Jeremy Romero, and uh, our good friend Eddie, who, uh, my God, we had one of the best nights of training. I, I, I think I've had in a good time. Uh, <laughs> just a whole hour and change, maybe an hour and 20s worth of rolling straight. And uh, it was good. It was super helpful. And those guys, man, did they help my game so much. But I want to say thank you to those guys. Uh, thank you big in part to our good friend Jeff Glover, who found the time to, to chill and talk with us. We've always liked Jeff. And I got to say, I really appreciated him giving a nice shout out to women's BJJ a while on the ones and twos. It was nice that he did that. But I got to say one thing, Kev. You know what that is? Uh, go America. Now, I was going to say... Do you still sense something in Jeff's voice that, like, he still feels bad losing a dance-off against me? Like, do you detect that still in his voice? I can certainly sense an underlying tone that he doesn't want to talk about it, but that he feels it. Right, right. No. I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just try not to bring it up a lot. Well, I'm you're not, a class act like yeah. that. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to bring up, like, you know. I wait till the end of the podcast to bring it up because that's the kind of classy Jen I am. Yeah. So my thanks to Jeff and uh, let's go ahead and shout out uh, my new employers. First slice. Yay. That's mm -hmm. right, folks. Um, I'm now writing for a uh, cool listicle and micro blogging site called first slice. And uh, I'll be doing some sports articles and some other fun stuff. So I would highly encourage you guys to check us out. Uh, we're trying to do really, really fun uh, social media content and, uh, I will be covering the sports beat. So if you hear a few mentions about MMA, share it. Help a brother that's, out here. That's right. Rafa Sparza at secondscoop.com doing oh, the stuff. Oh, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to punch you in your face, Kevin. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Rafa Sparza, uh, thirdpiece.com. You can every Thursday, he's doing the weeklies. The weeklies? Is that what you're calling it? <laughs> what the fuck's wrong with you? Ladies and gentlemen, I think that's time for us to call it a day. Thank you guys so much. We hope you enjoyed this uh, very, very uh, special edition of uh, Verbal Tap talking about Metamorphos and uh, our good friends at the Equality in the Park for Jiu Jitsu that's... in the Park. Gonna do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening. Good night and boom, pow, Cornelius. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my secret goal now. Every time we end the show, we try and.